Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-hosts, Mickey Turner, Susie Rantz, Tim Foss, Beth Mantle, and Dave Clark. This has been an extremely weird podcast. How are they going to be able to handle that? Just the bottom line is they don't have an answer to that. There was never really a time when I was super concerned. Seattle did fine. There's a reason they got signed to first team contract. Very special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of the Seattle Sounder. You know who he is. Brian how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. Joining me today is Stephen Fry, goalkeeper of the Seattle Sounders. Welcome back to the show. We love having you on, Stephen. Thanks, Jeremiah. I appreciate it. Yeah, so you are currently in Bainbridge at home. I assume it's a, it's an off day for you. How, what are what's what's the latest uh, with island life? Island life is good. Um, you know, we, we've we've kind of, my, especially my wife, who is always a city girl and has lived in the biggest cities in the world, London and Dubai and other places. I, I don't think she could ever fathom that she would be moving out of out of the city. But uh, since we've moved over to Bainbridge Island, we've we've loved every second of it. It's it's been great for us as a family. Um, the dogs love it. I think it's just really good for your soul. Like I've said numerous times, to be out in nature or a, a bit closer to nature. And uh, and so yeah, everything's everything's been good, going good. We're we're excited that we're uh, kind of moving along and. Uh, building our dream house out here as well so uh things are coming uh, coming together there um so 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 far so good and uh we love every minute of it yeah so you you mentioned the uh the dream house that you're building this has been a project that has been uh, it feels like it's been a while in the works what what is the latest on that how far are you from from actually being able to move in yeah, I mean, I, my contractor, I don't know he's going to, you know, like me saying that, but but he told us some sometime around October, obviously things always change, but that that was uh, really good news, exciting. But uh, I think for us, for uh, this whole project, it was just uh, a, a lot of our uh, our mistakes or a lot of the pain happened in the beginning before we even broke ground. But uh, we broke ground towards end of last year, uh, finally, um, with uh, Leyline Design and Build, which is uh, actually a local company from uh, Bainbridge Island. They're, they're awesome. And uh, they, they've been working hard on it. Uh, and so far, we haven't had too many snacks, which is great. So uh, uh, windows are going in right now. Some of the windows are already in. Um, all the gut work is pretty much done with uh, HVAC and, and electrician uh, work and uh, plumbing and all that fun stuff. So uh, yeah, it's moving along and, and it's really, really cool to be able to go out because we are close to, to the site that we can go on a regular basis and kind of see how it's developing. That's really fun. So you are obviously an artistic minded uh, person. You have some pretty good experience with, uh, with digital design. Have you been able to flex your design muscles and, and be sort of like even more intimately involved in, in this project? For sure. I mean, that, that's the beauty of, of really building your house from the ground up. Obviously, you can kind of be as involved as you as you want to. Um, obviously, there is engineering and architectural things that you you know have to adhere to and that you are not, don't really know yourself too much about. And that's why you hire the experts. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of know our style. We, we were really going for a minimalist contemporary look. Um, 
kind of uh, have found a lot of inspiration in, in Japanese uh, um, architecture and things like that as well. So um, we're trying to go for a really minimalist Zen-like um, house that has a courtyard in the middle um, with a lot of glass that kind of like faces the inside. So, um, so you have your races in the middle and on the outside, it's kind of everything is a bit more private. Um, and so far, so good. But, uh, you know, in, in the very beginning um, where we had to pivot a bunch of times on in terms of design, I think uh, my uh, my my somewhat my my knowledge in in uh, software like Google SketchUp, which is a 3D software, um, kind of came in handy because I was able to to explore some some pivots and see how it would look 3D wise, but also maybe how we could uh you know, um, if we were to invert the, the roof line, for example, what would it look like? I, I think it really helped my wife to, to be able to visualize things as well when we were discussing these things. So in terms of that, um, I think it was somewhat helpful, yeah. When it comes to design, do you feel like you are more concerned with the way that it's going to feel to live in it or the way it looks like the way, like, I don't know, what, how, how do you prioritize design choices when you're, when you're doing this kind of stuff? Um, it, that's an interesting question, and, and I think I, I got a bit of an exposure to that when I was designing my own glove. Um, because when when you're talking about designing your own keeper glove, people just think about the looks of it, right? But I actually got to mess around with the whole thing functionally. You know, like how does it feel? Like what 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 elements? How tight is it? How loose is it? What kind of wrist strap? What kind of material are you using on the backhand on the front? all these things. So functionality is, is a big, big uh, aspect of all this that when you're talking about designing something is, is probably one of the last things that people think about, but ultimately the most important, right? Um, and so when it comes to uh, um, building a house, your dream house, well, first you, you know, you, there's a, there's a gazillion um, pictures on, on Pinterest or on house and all those places and they're all beautiful, right? And of course, every single picture you're going to look at is like, oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But when someone asks you, what is your dream house? It's not that easy to, for you to actually say like, eh, okay, this would be my dream house. So you have to think about those things first aesthetically, but then also functionally. So I think you spend a lot of time trying to pretend walking through your dream house. How would, how would you operate in, in this dream house? Why, why would you move something over here versus over there? Um, and, and you make quite a few changes along the way to be honest with you because um at times maybe you haven't you haven't really thought of oh maybe this would be a really nice thing because i've seen it on beautiful houses uh, online like i said in pictures which some of them are actually not even real they're all fake pictures <laughs> so so you have to really think about well that doesn't make any sense because we don't live in california we live in the pacific northwest it rains a little bit more over here you know so you have to really think uh, in terms of where you are and how you would use this house and, and how that all would come together to make a beautiful home. Have you found that this sort of deconstructing of your ideal vision uh, can be translated into or feeds uh, bleeds into other parts of like your professional life as a, as a goalkeeper? Absolutely. Like we, we stress in, in terms of our goals, obviously, we want to win championships, right? But uh, how do you get there? Um, the process of what are you going to focus on? Well, on a daily basis, we, we focus on the smallest uh, details with our keeping goalkeeping crew um, that ultimately we, we hope uh, are, is going to allow us to make more saves, which is, is hopefully is going to allow us to get more points, which hopefully is going to allow us to make the playoffs and then be successful there. So 
you have to really break it down all the way to the smallest details. And, and it's, it's easier for me to do so in a field that I've been in for so long. But when you go to a house where, um, you know, why would you put that outlet over there? It's like, well, because that's just where you think it was, it's supposed to go. But then you have to have to actually think about all of the things that go into every single little detail. Why is that the can, the can light, the recessed light over there versus over there? Um, you know, we just recently had to make small changes because we're really wanting to, to, to melt the inside and the outside of our house. Like I've mentioned, the courtyard. So there's some overhangs there, for example, too. And there will be some can light, some recessed lighting on the, on, in the soffits as well. So now all of a sudden we realized, well, those, those soffits, those, those recessed lights in the soffit, they don't line up with the lights on the inside. And if we want to have this true feeling of outside inside is melting, then we, re we should really align those together. So there's some small little tweaks that you make even later on in the game because you haven't, haven't had a chance to even think about how it would work. So as someone who is new in that space, because this is our, our first time really having a chance to do all this, uh, you kind of just learn along the way. Yeah. I, I, and I would imagine in, it's, I don't know. It's got to be an interesting thing. Also knowing that this might be the only time you go through this process, right? Like you ideally, I would imagine don't want to, you know, start a house from scratch again. Yes. And you know, it's, it's, you have to remind yourself along the way, uh, the numerous times that this is you're blessed. This is such a privilege to be able to do this. Um, but there is definitely some times where you want to throw in the towel. Um, we've had, We've had a few moments before we started construction where we were thinking about maybe this is just not meant to be and uh, we should just pivot and, and, and just kind of cut our losses, if you will. But uh, it is it is a dream come true. Like it is a dream home all the way through. And, and uh, you know, I'm, it's kind of you, you, you're, you're, you're itching to, to fulfill this dream. And you're, you know, now that we have a finish line that we're kind of seeing in front of us with a date, you're, you're just, sometimes you almost become a little negative and you're like, wow, this dream is really closing in. I hope nothing happens from now until then. You know, you, you get very like dark and your brain is like, okay, I got all, only got to make it another couple of months myself to be able to finally live in there and experience this. But um, yeah, we're, we're building it as our dream home and uh, we love it out here. So uh, I, I can't really see us uh, moving on from this uh, in, in a hurry because it's going to be a special place and a special place that we were able to make special for ourselves and, and really design from the ground up. Well, I can't help but feel like there's a reasonable transition in talking about building your dream home and achieving sort of a dream uh, trophy like the CONCACAF Champions League and sort of building all the building blocks that, that went into that. Was there some of that similar mindset of getting so close to this thing that the organization has been talking about really since day one uh, that you've talked about uh, since you almost since you got here uh, that when you guys were getting so close to it that it was that that the pressure sort of starts to change yeah absolutely um, I think there's a lot of a lot of um, similarities in, in the two I think the, the biggest difference in the two is that that you know when you when you're playing for a um, professional team and you're, you're playing for a, a city for a community for for so many other people then and there's external pressures and those mount internally too right before before a championship for a final 
you're thinking about what this would mean to everybody else for this for the city of seattle for the organization for the fans for your teammates then you kind of start going into personal territory for your family for you uh, for your friends all this well um building a house is very very personal um you know it's 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 a it's a personal goal that nobody else could really you know i mean they nobody else really cares as much as you do because it's your house um so it's 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 very fragile it's very personal um and i don't want to say that it's not as a you know winning trophies because uh, all my life i've played and and those are your those are my dreams you know but you can kind of make those realize that those are dreams of other people too and and uh, on this journey that we are now to building the house this is our journey this is my wife's journey this is these are my journey and it's the, the journey of my dogs you know uh, our family so uh, and nobody else so it's very very personal but uh, there's definitely a lot of a lot of similarities uh, when it comes to again just fulfilling a dream and, and achieving a goal have you taken it you know we talked to you in the immediate aftermath obviously you guys were very happy a massive achievement but have you taken time to sort of reflect at all i you know obviously you were still in the middle of a season but you've had some time off now uh to to sort of like decompress and and really like maybe appreciate a little bit more about what the team what you accomplished in in being the first mls team to win uh a concacaf champions league um yeah i think i think i know it's a it's a big deal it's a huge deal and it's a incredible honor to be a part of it um I think it'll be really nice because we will have a few stages that that it kind of you get you will get reminded of it you know again next year with with the club world cup that will be a you know a reminder of hey look you guys are doing this and it's it's uncharted territory for the league right and it's uncharted territory for any team that in 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 mls i think a, a nice reminder again of of what we just did was when obviously everybody's watching the uefa champions league final and then you're kind of realizing well we we, we did our thing you know, which is kind of obviously the big one is the UEFA Champions League. But when it comes to our region, that that's our big one, and and we did the equivalent of our region, and that's a, that's just huge. So so it, it's it's a it's an achievement. I think right now is kind of giving back in stages and reminding you how how big of a how big of an accomplishment that is. Um, for me personally, ultimately, it'll be just like all the other big trophies that we've won. Um, you you know once you retire that that's when you will be able to tally up those big moments and be like wow th- those were massive ones and, and and so so fortunate to have been able to part of it you know one of the moments that uh struck me in the aftermath was there was a video that mls caught of you sort of hustling into the stadium uh apparently after walking onto the ferry uh maybe navigating through a bit of a crowd and and showing up at Lumen Field before the the second leg against Pumas, really like any other fan, uh, I didn't realize that you had been actually like I knew you took the ferry to get here, but I guess you, you, for game days is that a normal routine for you is to to walk onto the ferry and and uh, and sort of like experience that just like any other random uh, person crossing the the the. <laughs> No, I mean I've I've done it a couple times now, and it's 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 been very special because um, at first I think that the reason why I did it was because during the pandemic I, I did it once and uh, and everybody was still wearing a mask on the ferry and and also walking on the streets most people were wearing a mask so I could kind of incognito get through, um, <laughs> but it was 
it was really nice to feel the buzz, you know. I mean, I, I grew up as a kid going to soccer games, uh, and it's not just the, the atmosphere in the stadium that's that's so charming and and um, strikes a chord. Really, it's it, it's it's the buzz outside the stadium. You know, everybody's feeling lively, or, or, or everybody's excited. You know, and and so I think that one in particular, though, that was more one. Uh, I think there were so many things going on in the city, and sometimes that is an issue uh, in terms of getting onto the ferry um, and uh, with your car. Um, right. and, and, and getting off of it and all that stuff. So, you know, when you have a big game, sometimes it's, it's about minimizing your uh, anxieties and your, uh, your, your uh, pressures of, oh, are you going to make the ferry? You know, are you going to get sweaty palms because you're, you might miss the ferry or whatnot? That's just something you don't want to have to deal with when you already have the pressures of a final looming in, in a few hours. So uh, it's, it was an easy decision to just walk on kind of, you know, um, early on, not have to worry about that. I think I kind of underestimated how much of a buzz there was outside the, outside <laughs> the stadium that day. Um, lots of Pumas fans were kind of uh, fr- caught caught off guard when some people started chanting my name and I was like, okay, maybe this is going to get a little... <laughs> I need to get the heck out of here before there's too much of a scene. But, uh, but it was awesome. I mean, it all worked out in the end and it was really cool to see that buzz um, because... Yeah, like I said, this is when I will retire. Uh, I will enjoy that that kind of buzz as a fan, and uh, it brings me back to when I was a little kid and not a professional athlete, and and how that that was uh, that was something I always look forward to. How much of that journey did you make it through before someone publicly recognized you? I, like clearly, I'm sure people quietly recognized. Like I, I saw someone snapped a picture with you, kind of like uh, curiously in the background. Like they did a selfie thing where they get like, "Oh, Steph's sitting behind us." thing but so clearly people were recognizing you but how far into the journey did you get when it was like oh maybe too many people are, re- are recognizing me yeah you know you, you you walk through and you're kind of walking fast and and i think you get a little nod and you get a little good luck you know and those are the the very quiet ones that don't really cause a scene i think it must have been just someone out of the blue you can kind of hear the chatter in the background is that fry is that fry and then all of a sudden someone starts chanting you know sweet stuff and fry and then from that <laughs> point on you just see a hundred heads turn and go like what's going on and then you see the confusion of the of the pumas fans as in like what the heck's going on and at that point i try to pick up my pace a little bit just to make sure i can get out of there quicker, <laughs> uh, and not have a train follow me and uh like I said, I, I appreciate it all, but at the same time, you you know, you you did have a game to get to. I did have a game to get through, and you know, we, we also have to remember, like something like that is special that I'm able to do this. But but there's there's reasons why in a lot of other places in the rest of the world you cannot do this. You know, I mean, um, I, I was kind of joking once I got into the locker room. Is like, what would the headline be about? You know, starting goalkeeper cannot play because someone took out his knee outside the stadium. The first question I would have is like, <laughs> what the heck was he doing outside the stadium before the game, right? So uh, well, it's just, you have to be a little smart too. And uh, and but I, I really appreciated that I was able to do it. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I I did kind of flash back to this memory I had of you having to run through downtown. I I want to say that was for a friendly, maybe against Tijuana. Uh, yeah, a few years was, ago, there, yeah, like that was, was the day the fish truck overturned, if I remember properly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That was, um, but see, these, these are, it's kind of cool because it's almost a, a, a myth or a legend that, that someone, someone will in maybe 50, 60 years will say, like, yeah, I saw some players run down the street trying to make 
make it to the game. And some people are like, no way, man, I can't believe that that didn't happen. Um, so, so it's kind of cool because it's sort of a myth or a legend that, that is forming it. Uh, it's just really neat that we're still able to do that in, in, in the U S because you know, the, the, the game is growing and we want it to grow as fast as possible, obviously. And it is growing really fast, but it's still really neat that we have the opportunity to do things like that. Of course, the stakes for that one were a little lower than the stakes for this one were. Absolutely. I don't, I don't even think I made the bench on that one. So it was like <laughs> that, that one in particular was a funny one is because I came from the north side and I was literally running to get to enter the stadium on the north right. side. And, and I, I remember some of the people working at the stadium were just um, at first they wouldn't let me through until finally <laughs> someone recognized because I didn't have a ticket. Right. And, right, of course. and someone was like, no, no, he truly, he really, he really is one of the players. And I was <laughs> in the process of, of like Googling myself on my phone <laughs> picture. But uh, yeah. So, so some funny memories there. So did you, was the, I have to assume there was like, you had to get back to Bainbridge after the game. Was it the same scene? Like, and maybe it was a little bit more festive. Uh, what, what was it like getting back to the, back to Bainbridge getting back to Bainbridge was kind of funny actually because um you know we were able to celebrate in the stadium first just with the players and then uh, we went upstairs with family and friends uh for a quick easy small get together and at that point I wanted to catch the last ferry I think at that point it was at 12 12 30 or something so I think I made it back uh my mom gave me a ride back to the um to the terminal um around I think it was around 11 45 it was so i got into the, the by the docks I, I just got there right before the last bremerton ferry left and there was a couple of sounders fans just about to get on the bremerton ferry and some people recognized me and i was standing there with my you know i had my medal on and i had the two individual <laughs> individual uh accolades that i had gotten from that tournament with me and kind of sticking out like a sore thumb a little bit and some people you know sat down and chatted with me and but it was, it was nice. It was nice because it was a moment for me to let it sink in, you know, because before that I have my friends, I have my family, I had with my, my teammates. It's just, it's so, so much excitement, but then finally you're sitting there waiting for your ferry or you're on the ferry and you can just take a deep breath and you can just let it all sink. It was, it's really special um, because again, it just, it allows your brain to go back to, um, to to moments where you were a little kid and you were dreaming about playing in meaningful games in front of filled stadiums and and achieving something that other people are really proud of um, that's always something that's that's special you know when you see someone shedding a tear um a fan shedding a tear about and being so happy happy tears uh, about something that the club has done and and you realize that you've been able to play a part in in that special moment for someone else um that that's really nice that's that's you know, that's what you want to, that's what you want to be a part of, right? We all want to be, um, be a highlight for someone, right? And, and make someone stay a little bit brighter. Um, and, and so when you get to do that, that's, that's, that feels amazing. I, and I can't help, but feel like that was a choice though, right? You, you chose to, it sounds like you were wearing the, the champion's medal. You were carrying the, what the MVP and the goalkeeper awards is that, is that right? Yeah. Uh, so you're, you, you could have, le- I mean, like you could have probably left them and, and asked someone to, to bring them back for you, but like, there must've been part of you that was like, no, I kind of like the idea of getting on the ferry, like with this stuff. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't that it was more like, I, I want to take these home. I'm proud of them. You yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not someone to like show them off to people, but like, I want to take them home and I wanted to, 
this is going to sound so stupid, but I, I wanted to show my dogs, you know, I wanted to show my <laughs> wife. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about dogs is that they don't know whether you have a howler um, or whether you will have an amazing game. They will come and, and, and show you love regardless. But um, I was proud to show it to them and, and, and wrap, wrap the medal around Chloe's neck and take a couple of pictures. Um, that's great. So, you know, yeah, that, that's, you know, sounds silly, but that was. It really doesn't bad. sound silly. It sounds relatable is what it sounds like. It sounds <laughs> like something that I think a lot of us would fantasize doing because it's, it's very real. It's like a thing, you know, and I think that that's one of the things that I find so remarkable and so relatable right now about where you guys are, where the Sounders are is, is you're achieving these things that are really spectacular things but they are still being done in a way that we can like we can relate to that we can that we can get our arms around and that it still feel it still feels very real and not uh you know fantastical which you know like you see what happens in in Europe and it's like those are amazing achievements but the players and the teams are are pretty far removed from walking onto the local ferry and then going back with the you know the, the wearing the medal like that's just not happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that the, the the scenery is still different. You know, I, I also have to see, you know, from a standpoint of a, of an investment that a team makes in players. You know, uh, our, our our teams, our team makes makes a decent investment in the players, but it's it's not you know hundred hundred million dollars or a hundred million euros in a player. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I I re- I will not allow you to get on the ferry because I paid right. to get you. You know what I mean? Um, but for we'll me, get a, we'll get a chopper and, and take you over from <laughs> yeah, Bainbridge. Um, but for me personally, I think I've always, I don't know how to, I, loyalty is, 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 is a huge part for me. Um, and I, I really owe a lot to the organization, to the city for kind of believing in me and, and accepting me as a, as a, as a Seattleite, as a, as a Sounders and, 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 and and, you know, allowing me to go on this journey with the Sounders and Seattle for, for many years now. And so um, I, I, I don't want to, I want to be authentic and I want to show people that I consider myself as part of this community. Uh, and, and with that, that means I do things like anybody else in this community. And I'm proud to, to do that and, and be part of it and be invested in making sure that maybe we try to help our neighbors uh, have a little better life or, or if, if, if our neighbors don't have the same rights as us that we do try to, to make a push to allow our neighbors to have uh, the same rights, things like that. I think it's important that, that, um, that I show that, that it's, this is authentic. I, I feel at home here. I feel like I'm part of this community and, and I'm happy to be a part of this community. Well, something else that I think that a lot of fans uh, can maybe relate to is, you know, you, you've, uh, you, you actually responded to someone on, on Twitter, you, or maybe you, you made a comment about uh, uh, getting a better blazer to, to get into the national team. And, and someone made a response about how like, well, maybe Steph doesn't want to be. And, and I think if I remember correctly, you responded and said like, well, of course I would like to play for the national team. Uh, but, it, it, and you've, you've also talked about how you don't, you don't dwell on that, but um, I don't know where, where are you, where are things with you and, and the U S national team and, and how much interest do you watch what they're doing? Uh, that is, uh, you know, like obviously they're getting ready for the world cup, but how, how closely are you paying attention to that stuff and, and where, what's your connection to them been like at this point? I think my connection to the, 
the U.S. men's national has been like all the other fans. I've ha- I haven't had any contact really, you know. And my last my training with my, my January camp that I was at was 2017, so it's quite a few years back. And even like we mentioned before, or we talked about before, that was a different uh, coaching staff altogether. So my contact hasn't been. I have I, I don't have any more inside into the team like just like any other fan. So uh, my interests are. I would say a lot they would they would I'm hoping that they align with most fans of the game in this country. Uh and for me that is that the fact that we've finally qualified for the World Cup again. I think we have a really good and young team and I think with one eye already obviously looking at 2026 um because you know that's 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 just massive for the the growth of the sport in this country. Um and for us to have a young team that is a good team um, this World Cup, I think, is is one that will prepare us for the for the next big jump for the sport in this country, um, which I think will happen when the World Cup arrives again here. So, um, I'm I'm extremely excited um, about that. And obviously, you you when you're excited about that, for you to potentially have a part in it and helping it, it, it would be even a, a bigger honor, right? But but that is kind of the big thing for me um, is that. Yes, I'd want to play for the national team selfishly, but it would have to be to help the national team. So um, if I would somehow get called up and it, it simply is because the national team coach feels the pressure to call me up, then that, that wouldn't really help me. That wouldn't help me and it wouldn't, it wouldn't really help the team, would it? And so uh, I kind of almost would re- respectfully uh, maybe pull out even, you know, uh, I think yeah, there, for, for that to happen, I would have to have a really serious conversation with that coaching staff as to why I'm being called in right now and how I can help this team, because ultimately that's the only goal, right? That's the only thing that we need to think about is how, who and how can we help this team succeed for uh, 2022 uh, for this year? And obviously for the big one, when it comes, uh, comes back to this country. Um, so in, 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 in that aspect, I'm, like I said, I think I'm more like a regular fan of this sport and this country in wanting this team to succeed and set us up to uh, to make the next step and take the next step for the sport to grow in this country. And not to dwell too much on this, uh, especially since it was so long ago, but you know, back in 2017, it was January of, of 2017, as you noted. Uh, Correct. What was the what was the conversation then like when you got called in? I don't think you were actually even technically eligible to play yet. Uh, and did, had they laid out any sort of vision or was it, cause I know those January camps can sometimes be, you know, like it's oftentimes a, a, a wide swath of players, not all of whom necessarily are, uh, top of mind for the, for the national team coach. Yeah. At that time, um, I was still, uh, I think, um, especially my, my FIFA certificate was still, I think registered with Switzerland because I had played a U15 um, game with the Swiss national team against Scotland. But um, so they were, uh, they were just kind of gathering information at that point to start transferring that. And obviously I wasn't on, I wasn't in camp for that long. You know, I, I think I had a high ankle sprain about day, day number three or four um, went and got, uh, got an MRI and unfortunately they were like, it makes no sense for you. are just going to re rehabbing. And, uh, then I had to, you know, pull out and, and get sent back home. And, um, after that, obviously they, they had a coaching change soon thereafter. Um, and that was kind of the end of it. But, but like you said, um, 
I, I, I learned not to dwell on these things because it's just, it's simply, it's out of your hand. That's just how it is. Right. And, and, you know, I talked to uh, Zach Wani and, and Brad Evans about this on their podcast not too long ago is that whatever the reason may be, you know, there, there's obviously there is a reason for it. You know, it might be that the coach just doesn't fancy you. The coach has uh, what he believes a good core um, and a good group that is uh, working together well, and he doesn't want to disturb that. Um, you know, maybe it's, it's too late. Um, maybe it's not possible to transfer your FIFA certificate. I don't know. Whatever the reason is, it doesn't really matter yet because it hasn't happened. And, uh, and, and it's something that I can't now, if I knew the answer, I could fix or, or change. Right. So, uh, the only thing I can do is I can, I can focus on my trainings. Um, because again, that's, that's really where all the magic happens. If you train well, and if you work hard every day, um, hopefully I can influence, um, you know, how I play on the weekends because of that. And hopefully I can influence how my, my teammates play on the weekends because of that. And we can, we can achieve things together. Um, and usually good things will come off of that. That's how they, they say it, right? Don't focus on the, on the result, focus on the journey and try to do that. And good things will come and, you know, good things have come for me. Um, I, I'm happy with the fact that I've been able to get so many trophies with the Seattle Sounders. And, uh, and, and I want to, I want to achieve more, you know, so it's worth maybe running down that list. Uh, you know, you've won a supporter shield, you've won an open cup, you've won two MLS cups, you've won a CONCACAF champions league. I mean, you've won everything there is to win essentially, uh, with the Sounders. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I have to imagine it's, it's a little easier to sleep at night when you, when you can kind of like look at the, the winner's medals, uh, and, and think like, Things have worked out okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've I was also fortunate to uh, to win the the Canadian Cup as well. I think three times. Oh, that's that right. With, with wow. Toronto, and and it was the first one in team history as well. Um. So yeah, I think in terms of MLS, I've I've won pretty much everything you can win. Um. It would be really nice to to not just join uh, and, and participate in the Club World Cup next year, but but kind of you know make a make a make a bit of an announcement for, you know, represent the MLS well um, and, and, and go and I don't want to say, you know, win it, but in that, I mean, that's why we're going to go. We're going to go try and win that thing, but it's going to be amazing to just, just be there and represent so much, so, so many teams and, and our league. But I have to also say, you know, I've, 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 like you said, I've been able to win a few things and, and obviously there's a lot of teams in MLS that want to win, you know, uh, MLS cup and want to win uh, supporter shield and open cup. Um, since we've won the CONCACAF Champions League, I've pretty much every game uh, after the game is over, the opponents, the players, at least two or three players will come up and say, hey, congrats, man. Like, That's got to be um, really proud of you guys. Um, and, and yeah, that, that doesn't happen if you win MLS Cup. I think it's more of a competition with MLS Cup. You know, teams will be like, ah, we're going to come for you. We're, we're going to take that star away from you. Well, not, not away from you, but you know what? We're going to take the yeah. trophy away from you next year. Um, but this has been surprisingly every game uh, players will come up to you afterwards and say, Hey, we're really happy for you. And congratulations. And that means a lot because I'm honestly, I, I hope we've opened the floodgates and, and, and MLS teams from now on will, will win this thing on, on the regular basis, or at least we'll be in the final on a regular basis. Because again, uh, looking at the big picture, uh, the growth of the, the game in this country, um, it's going up and it's going up. And this is uh, another step in the right direction. 
Well, Steph, uh, before I let you go, I did, I've, I've had this on my list of things to talk to you about numerous times. Uh, and I always forget to ask it. And so I'm going to jam it into the end of this interview. Uh, but a while back you, and you had talked about how you and your wife had been trying to perfect the, the perfect cookie recipe. <laughs> how, what is the status of that? Have you perfected the cookie recipe? Is this a thing that you are still working through? So as I'm getting older with my career and trying to prolong my career, I have to, you know, cut back on the cookie exploration <laughs> a little bit. But um, I think I've always had a sweet tooth and I love chocolate. So my wife, not so much, but um, but I've really been able to kind of get her to jump on board um, and, and make her feel like this is this is really her thing. Um, and she's she's kind of really worked on it to try to make it better and better and better. So I really appreciate that from her, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I obviously the cookie from Metropolitan market is f- phenomenal as we all know. And it's, um, it's, it's got numerous things that are amazing qualities. I, I like the fact that it's got, you know, crispy outsides, but it has a gooey center. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to love that. I think the little salt, uh, the saltiness mm-hmm. is nice, the, the, the nuts in there. So you know, we try to emulate most of that, maybe add a couple of different um, ingredients. You know, uh, we're, we're using Himalayan salt, uh, which is really nice. Um, also, we, we, we've, we've recently put in some, some coconut, which, uh, which is really nice, I think. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't give away all of it, right? But uh, well, it's, it's, you gotta, <laughs> it's got to be in the, in the Stephen Fry cookbook. Yeah, cookbook. Or, or, yeah, cookbook, or maybe there's going to be, you know, a Bainbridge Island cookie store at some point. Who knows, right? Gotta, Who gotta knows? Your, well, I got to keep your uh, options open for for whenever time. <laughs> I have to look for something else to do. So, <laughs> well, that would be that would be a lot of fun. You know, I I have to tell you, I'm going to plug a, a local cookie place that's by me. That uh, well, not, uh, a bakery, uh, but if you've tried the the Sea Wolf, uh, it's like an oatmeal. It's like an oatmeal version of the cookie from Metropolitan Market, and it is spectacular. Uh, I hadn't necessarily thought of oatmeal being a natural addition to that, like chocolate chipness. Yeah, but it it works really well. Uh, I have to say, and- I can see that. Like, I, I because oatmeal for me, uh, an oatmeal cookie is nice as long as it doesn't have raisins in it. But most yeah. of the time, it's combined with raisins, and that's no no for me. It's that's blasphemy because sometimes they look like chocolate chips and you get oh. all excited until you until you find <laughs> out they're not. Uh, but yo, know, I could see that. That's that's I'm gonna have to try that one. That sounds good. Yeah, well, they're they're in Wallingford. If you ever get out here, I would I would I would recommend it. But uh, oh, nice. but yeah, well now now we have something to look forward to uh, on the way on the horizon is the is Stephen Fry's uh, cookie shop on Bainbridge well, Island. So who, who knows? I mean, you know where. We're, we've been very fortunate with our build, uh, with our dream home, because we have some amazing partners that joined joined along the way. And, and one of those is uh, Albert Lee and Thermador to provide us uh, appliances <laughs> for our amazing kitchen. And in exchange for that, we're going to be doing some cooking segments once everything is done in our kitchen. So oh. uh, maybe, maybe because I love to bake, uh, maybe we'll do a, a cookie segment in there as well. Now, geez, I, I feel like I just fell into a gold mine of, of potential content here. So uh, <laughs> there you go. So many things to look forward to. Well, uh, Steph, uh, it's been great having you on, get, catching up. Uh, best of luck to everything. Uh, it's so much left to play for. It's, it's bizarre to think that you guys have played what feels like two thirds of a season, but you have two thirds of a season left to play. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I mean, 
And, uh, and that's the thing again, you know, every, every weekend we want to chip away at it, but ultimately we always know it comes down to the very end um, on, on getting good positioning for the playoffs. But we obviously are kind of working towards that and we've been able to collect some points here and there, but uh, a long season ahead of us and a lot, a lot can happen, but there's only one reason why we're still playing uh, and that is to make it into the playoffs and to, to get another shot at winning an MLS cup. So we're, we're going to do everything we can and, uh, and hopefully entertain along the way. Well, best of luck, Steph, and uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Shan signing off for the Sound at Heart podcast. We will catch you next time.